0: Welcome, everyone, to the Spend Life Well Show, where we apply biblical wisdom to your financial life. Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research Incorporated, a broker-dealer, member FINRA, SIPC, Advisory services through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. Cambridge and ClearVista Financial are not affiliated. Discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. Welcome, everyone, to the Spend Life Well Show, where we apply biblical wisdom to your financial life and journey. I'm Certified Kingdom Advisor Mark Trice. I'm in the
1: studio, as
0: always, with federal financial professional Jesse Hamilton.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show.
0: Hey, Jesse. Wow. Last episode, we were talking a little bit about the kind of the basic biblical principles of tithing right. and Just giving. Introducing the idea. I like to say give, but yeah. tithe sounds more ritualistic. <laughs> giving is more of a worship thing. Okay. So we're, today, we're going to talk a little bit and uh, talk about tithing when we're in retirement.
1: Yeah. So you've made the shift. Maybe you stopped working or or career shifted and slowed down and maybe things have changed. Do you still tie? A lot of people ask that question
0: and there's lots of lots of responses that people have given. We're gonna get into a little bit today. Um, but a lot of people think, well, now I'm on a fixed income. Right. But you're still getting income, right? You got you come from social security in different places, but why do we tithe? So we're going to talk about, I'm going to lay the foundation. Some of this is from the last episode that we did on tithing, because some folks will argue that uh, Christians are no longer under the law. And I don't want you to think of tithing or giving as
1: being under the law. Giving's really an act of worship. It is. And a lot of people get tied up in the fact of maybe they're taking their income from prior savings. And in that case, they've already given some from it. Or maybe it's a, a pension and you, you don't have that money yet. Um people have a lot of questions around there. But yes, we we are no longer under the law and it is an act of worship, not a requirement.
0: Right. So some of those verses uh, that you can refer to are Genesis fourteen twenty, Leviticus twenty seven thirty, uh Luke eleven forty two, and Malachi three, eight through ten. So that's from Genesis, Leviticus, Luke, and Malachi. So let Jesse let's just go through a couple of these little things. You know, Genesis 1420, and which says, And blessed be God most high, who has defeated your enemies for you. Then Abram gave Melchizedek a tenth of all the goods he had recovered. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I let Jesse. We we had that work. one in the last episode, but yeah. Th- that's Abraham, that's pretty early on. Right. And then yeah. we can uh move on to Leviticus twenty-seven says a tenth of the produce of the land whether the grain or the fields or fruit of the trees, belongs to the Lord and must be set apart to him.
0: All the way in the New Testament in Luke 11.42, What sorrows await you Pharisees? For you are careful to tithe, even with the tiniest income of your best, your herb gardens, but you ignore justice and love of God. You should tithe, yes, but not neglect the more important thing. Right. This is really coming from from Jesus and admonishing the Pharisees for them being real, ritualistic and following the law to a T. He wasn't saying that was wrong. He's like, why are you doing this? And that really sh- shapes our focus as a Christian to focus on the uh, more giving as an act of worship. Right. And giving to those things that
1: are important. Yeah, so... Giving that exactly ten percent of your income does not discount you from any other forms of worship or spiritual growth right so why is tithing or giving easier during your working years? Jesse so some people uh you know consider tithing to be one tenth of your income, and it's often simple to calculate this if If you earn ten thousand dollars, you give one thousand. It's just simple math that people like. So, you
0: should maybe some people question whether or not they should calculate their giving from gross receipts before tax or net income Mm -hmm. after tax income. This is a personal decision. Uh, We run into all sorts of types of people that are, hey, I want to do it on gross, I want to do it on net. That's between you and God. All right. We're not, there's not a formula, Mm -hmm. but scripture does tell us that we should. Focus on the first fruits principle, right? And that's in Leviticus, Second Chronicles, and it would seem to support tithing prior to paying the government, right? Either case, you know, it's a personal decision between you and God. It's an easy way to calculate by applying that
1: ten percent amount, right? It is, and we're talking about all types of tithing depending on where the money arrives, right? This could right. be to your church. This could be to different Christian organizations that you support. A lot of people think traditional tithing is ten percent to the church. And that's not what we're saying. No, not necessarily. And you know, as long as it's for things that are,
0: are important to impact the kingdom and so forth. And the ten percent is just just a rule of thumb mm-hmm. for for a Christian believer. Um, you know, that's between you and God and what you are being called or led to give. We know people that give much more than ten percent because they just want to be generous. There was a famous um person from the uh, World War I, World War II, um, I can't remember his, his first name, but it's Laterno. He has Letourneau University and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. When he and his wife were first married, they prayed about it and said, we want to give not 10% of our income uh, to the church, but 90%, and they would live on 10. Now, if you're hearing this for the first time, you're thinking, whoa, wait, wait a minute, that's <laughs> a lot. And it made a dramatic impact. That was something that they followed very rigorously throughout their married life. And Mr. Letourneau may not, you may not know, but during World War II, he built a business before World War II that made um, heavy earth equipment, moving equipment, like giant bulldozers, dump trucks, things like that nature. And he was one of the sole suppliers to the U.S. government. During World War II, for that type of equipment, think mm-hmm. I think the CB is going in and building a runway. Right. It was it was Laterno, uh, his company's equipment. Sounds like a lot of money. He he made millions upon millions of dollars in various businesses, not just that one, and he gave ninety percent away. Uh-huh. so that's, that's a that's a very generous giver in those situations. So don't get fix fixated on the ten percent. It's whatever you feel called the the led to give. The Mm -hmm. Old
1: Testament refers often to one tenth. We work with a lot of retirees that choose to give similarly to how they did during their working years. They just like the schedule of it, and they continue that. We do work also with people who change, more or less. Yeah. So when tithing in retirement seems more complicated,
0: because it, it does, because... We're thinking like, well, it's not really W two income. It's right. It's my it's savings, income. right? It's it's your savings and so things like that. So a lot we get a lot of questions, and that's because the income sources can vary in timing and composition, as Jesse said. So many retirement income sources feature some return of principal. In other words, some of the money that you actually put into it, which may be taxed or tithe or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, this feature is not common during your working years. And why we probably have only one income source. Well, we have multiple income sources while we're working, but that's not often the case in retirement. There's
1: multiple different sources, right? Right. So let's just take a couple examples. All right. So- let's, let's start with Social Security. Yeah, that's a, that's a popular one. And we have had some pretty nitpicky people come in and say, well, I tithed on my gross for my entire career and they took Social Security out of the bottom of that. And so I don't have to tithe on that anymore because I've already paid on it. And I think
0: I think that person's missing the the spiritual act of worship part of this. Uh-huh. Um, if it, there, that sound that person sounds very ritualistic, they do. And legal, excuse me, legalistic saying that I've already given. Right. <laughs> and that's between you and God. That's not for Jesse or I to judge. I kind of see it a different way. I think that if you've been blessed with that Social Security, even though part of it is yours that was set aside, you're going to get more Social Security than you ever put into the system. Let me trust Trust me. Yeah. So I believe you should still uh, give based on that income.
1: We have the computer program to prove that you will get more. Uh- <laughs> now,
0: if you want proof, we'll, we'll, we'll prove it to you. But yes, you, you are likely to get more out of the system than you put into mm-hmm. it. So, But you have to decide on whether or not you're going to tithe or give again on the return of the principal that was made with each payment. Right. What about a pension? Now this is one too, because this is another one that you know. Maybe you set a little bit aside, but it's your it's your employer that's setting aside money for the pension. Yeah, this is unearned income, technically, way down the road. That's right, and so that seems like it's a new source of income, even though maybe you contributed part of it through deductions or
1: working for that employer Mm -hmm. over
0: time. But it is a new source of income. Right. What about retirement accounts, Jesse?
1: Well, this one's interesting because. In some cases, this is just plain your savings that grew over time. You might have uh, had an employer match it yeah. and that's different. But the way that these grow over time is both you contributing to it and them contributing to it and the market growth. So does that consider a part of your tithe? I would think it would. Yeah. So so
0: if I'm earning money on that and I wanna give praise to God and say, Hey, thank you for this for this income here, why wouldn't I? See, you it, folks that are listening and watching this right now you, you're starting to see a trend, yeah it's not about being legalistic, it's about being uh or getting engaged in worshiping and honoring god that's right that's 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 why retirees and we do this when we work and do seminars and things for retirees we talk about that way and and we do get some funny you know what planet did you come from looks from the audience we do because it's it's we just haven't thought about it that way. Uh, But really, there's nothing that says when we go into retirement that we should stop giving. No. But that's the most common thing that I hear is, I'm retired, I'm on a fixed income. Mm -hmm. And I'm using my air quotes here, fixed income. And and we try to rationalize why it is we shouldn't give anymore. But in reality,
1: this should be a time in life where we should be giving generously. Yeah. And a lot of people are pretty serious about that because they've been telling themselves for years <laughs> that, uh, hey, I've been paying my tithe and when I retire, I'm done. So
0: I put in money and I, and there, you have an example you're going to share, Jesse, on, on the retirement accounts. So I, I put in money and I put in $250,000 over my lifetime, but
1: it grew over probably 40 years. Okay. You you buy some high, some low. So let's pick a number. What it <coughs> would be worth when I retire? So just give, uh, let's take just, us through this example. Let's do an even one million dollars. All right. So I we like had seven hundred fifty thousand dollars in market growth over that okay. period. All right. Should, what? Well, but but I, but I I already already tithe
0: on the original two hundred and fifty. So I should I shouldn't give on so that. So the anymore.
1: legalistic math person would say I tithe three quarters of my withdrawals from that account. And do do you follow that?
0: Yeah, I do, but no, I don't, because <laughs> because that's saying okay. I mean, you were blessed with that growth in that account. That's new money that you have to withdraw. Right. Why right. are we not
1: giving on that?
0: I don't know. Something to think about. Something mm-hmm. to think about here. And what if about, you've
1: kept this amazing of records from your IRAs over forty years, that's yeah, uh, pretty uh, impressive. Yeah, I want to know who <laughs> kept up with it. Right? You want a job? <laughs> but but we kind of we kind of see retirees and they just kind of
0: in a blanket statement, say, I already tied on all that. Yeah. And it's like, well, you had a bunch of growth in that. Anyway, it didn't It didn't fly with us because we just want you to be generous. We're not trying to tell you that you should give uh, uh, of anything. Mm-hmm. That's between you and God. But, you know, don't use those ration, that rationale for why
1: you shouldn't mm-hmm. tied. What about brokerage accounts or other types of investment accounts? Really the same kind of things are going to apply here. This is also going to be your savings that have grown over time. You probably have to pay more taxes on them. But I, I think that the same principle is going to apply with the growth or the principal. And you might have gotten a tax deduction for giving <laughs> right. on that.
0: So, you know, dividends, interest, capital gains, they usually stay in the account, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, until later on when we distribute them. So you have to decide. Are you going to tithe on the earnings now that you've distributed? And possibly tax-free income that doesn't show up on the tax return? And these are hard questions. They're very hard Maybe questions. that's why retirees have trouble giving in retirement is because it's so complicated and they're trying to make it legalistic. And they want a formula to figure
1: it out. But it, the formula is too complex. Right. Um, I, I think th- what Mark and I would love to see and the way that we work with retirees is kind of focusing on that monthly income and budget when you get to retirement, where's it going to come from and how much is it? And regardless of where it came from, we want a part of your monthly spending to be giving. It doesn't have to be 10%. It can be more, it can be less. We just want it to be a part of your monthly budget, no matter where it comes from. So that's a way to just keep things simple, right?
0: How do we make this simple? Because I I don't want to have, I mean, I'm retired. If I retire, I don't really want to be doing complicated math to figure out, well, $250 comes from this bucket and the $100 comes from that bucket. Yeah. And we do that every month based no, on just, the growth ooh. of the yeah, account. Yeah, no whatever. no no, that's hard. So are you, are you willing, yeah, it, most of us are not willing to to apply all that calculation on minimizing the tie that we that we've made off the principal, all right, mm-hmm. or the earnings we made off the principal. So why not just give a portion of your income every month.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Make it simple. Make it simple, just faithfully and generously and cheerfully, because that's what scripture tells us to do, with a cheerful heart do we give. Um, without the hassle of math, just make it part of your retirement budget.
1: Yeah. And if you feel like you need help with that, you're completely lost. We love doing that. And you,
0: you may technically, folks, be retithing on some of the <laughs> principle that you've put in. Yes, forget, forget about it, right? I, I want to give my, do my New Jersey accent if I had one, but <laughs> it's, it's like forget about it. That's not. That's about your relationship with God, and how what you have now and what you've set aside and now been blessed with, in the form of a retirement income. Why do we need to hold that back?
1: I don't think we make do. sure
0: your spending plan in retirement allows for tithing it's still the top of the list folks it hasn't changed just because you no longer get a paycheck from your employer we want everyone to have a generous and cheerful heart and so you know if it's not possible for you to do that you're struggling to make ends meet in that case you should tithe on the growth but not the principal but i i know how it is i know how sometimes when it when it's tough to make ends meet Nope. Don't retire until you figure that part out. Because right. I think what happens, a lot of people, they they get ready to retire and they retire without even thinking about where's all the money going to come from. We're having a workshop, workshop sometime in a live workshop in our central Texas area at the end of February. We're going to talk about this and re, you know getting the most retirement income you can from all the sources that you have. And so... Don't worry about the calculation. Be like the widow. Give what you can, but make sure that it's part of that. And if you're wanting to retire, please come talk to us because it's not retirement planning if you retire and then ask us if you have enough. That's right. <laughs> Which and does that's happen. Happen. <laughs> that, that has happened a number of times. <laughs> we're sitting in we were meeting with someone and they, they say, you know, I want to make sure I've got enough to retire on. And I go, okay, when, when are you thinking about retirement? He goes, oh, I gave notice yesterday. That's that's happened multiple times in that some form or fashion. So prepare for retirement so that you can continue to bless others with your time, your talent, and your treasure. And we hope that that this stage of life, this next chapter of life called retirement, allows you to be generous, more generous in so many ways, not only with the wealth that you've been blessed with, but also the multiple talents and your time that you can give to others as well. Right. So exactly. Jesse, I don't is there anything you want to add to to our conversation today before we wrap up? I know
1: I've already said this, but we love helping people figure out what that number is, what's right for you. When you what you can afford and what how to get your heart in the right place.
0: Hey, give us a thumbs up on the YouTube channel. Uh, we really appreciate that. And if you want to get updated when we have new episodes, make sure you follow us on that YouTube channel. But for folks from, uh, from Jesse and I, we wish you all the best. Have a wonderful week. You've been listening to the Spend Life Well Show.